You're listening to the Take Your Shop podcast, a podcast for wedding photographers and videographers looking to grow and scale their business. I'm your host, Hallie Heather, and my goal is for you to walk away feeling empowered and inspired as you continue to build a business that you're passionate about and that serves both you and your clients well. So whether you're operating as a side hustle or you're looking for tips and tricks on how to improve and scale your business, you, my friend, are in the right place. You don't have to figure it all out on your own, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. So today we are talking about how to work with photographers and videographers. So working with two separate teams, and I have an amazing guest. Her name is Caroline Hinton. She and her husband work together as a husband and wife photo and video team, much like myself and Luke. And we have so much fun things we're going to dive into today. So Caroline, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So excited to get to share and get to talk with you. Oh, I am so excited to dive into this. I think there's a lot of things we could talk about in terms of working with others. But first off, I would love to start by having you introduce yourself, share a bit about you and your story behind your business, and yeah, a little bit about like you and your husband. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Okay. So yeah, my name is Caroline. My husband's name is Kelowan, and we started this in 2020 is when we really started this. Of course, we started during... COVID, the COVID year. Um, what a time to start a business. But we got married in July. And the basically the first, I would say, real wedding video we did was two weeks later. We started by doing just a friend's wedding. We asked them if we could do it because they weren't going to have a videographer. And so we basically added value where they weren't going to have one before. And we just did it for fun, tried it out. My husband got into video because he wanted to know how movies were made. So he just started messing around with video and looking up and researching camera gear and stuff like that in 2018 in the summer. And so he started playing around with making videos. And I think one of his first ones was um, filming people on a, on a tennis court or something like that. And then he would, he made a video of our missions trip. We got back and he did a video recap and that's actually how we met was on that missions trip. And then we got back and he started um, doing this video recap and he asked me to be interviewed for it. And so it kind of continued, like God gave us a way to hang out and stuff. And that's where video really started. He just taught me what to do and how to edit and everything. So he was kind of my teacher and I learned quickly from him. And then I was the one with the idea to do weddings. And he actually didn't even know wedding videography existed or was a thing. Um, no he had been to maybe one or two weddings. <laughs> life yeah he didn't know at all he had no idea it was a thing and so I told him like yeah yeah we we gotta try it and so we did and we loved it and we basically kept it going because we loved it so much in the relationship that we could build with our clients because we just love the friendship value and the people that we get to meet and the reason that we do it honestly is because we love marriage so much we just love the marriage foundation and everything it stands for so we love praying for our couples before their big day and for their marriage as it continues and just getting to be a part of this really, really special day for people. It's like such an honor. So that's kind of where we're at and why we're here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And it seems like it's just something that like brings you two together and you two are unified and then you get to serve people in a way that is just so unique to them and like through your experience and I think it's really cool how you guys like connected first in your relationship with video I didn't know that and that's yeah. kind of fun how it's like kind of full circle and now you guys do this 
with other couples. Like it, that's so cool. I love that. (laughs) So I'd love to talk a little bit more about getting started. Did you guys have any like unique challenges or things that you like really found were really hard roadblocks to overcome in your first like year or two of doing video? I would say it's different for married couples because you have different communication that you need to have in order to do it successfully, which is both a pro and a con because it's great because you, you know what each other needs. Um, And so it's super smooth. It's super seamless. We actually work really well together as a team. And I'm super grateful for that. I don't know if every marriage, this would be the right thing for people to do to work together. And um, sometimes it's hard because photo or video, one person can be leading and you have to make sure you're responding and communicating respectfully to the other person. And it's a little different how you would speak to your husband or wife than you would if it's a photographer or videographer you don't know. So there's been times that I have had to like check myself and be like, did I tell him that respectfully? <laughs> like, hey, go get this shot, go do this, go do that. So I have to make sure I'm speaking to, speaking to him with respect. But that's kind of the main thing. And then during just the COVID pandemic, you know, everybody, it's like navigating how do we work with contracts and how do we make sure that if something gets canceled or something gets postponed, how are we working with that and treating people with respect and kindness, but still making sure that we're respecting ourselves and our family and everything that goes along with that. It was challenging for sure. Totally. And I feel like it comes down to like serving people well. So like serving your teammate well, when you're working on a wedding, like especially if like the timeline's running behind and there's like multiple locations, um, there could be a lot of logistics. And so it's like, how do we best serve not only the couple to get the shots we need, but also like, how can I be supporting my partner as they're getting the shots they need um, to make sure that the video is complete or the photo album looks full. Um, So yeah, no, I totally get that. And like communicating and serving well in like both ways, huge thing. And then also in the pandemic, I I couldn't agree more. Like it's so challenging when people have to, whether it's rescheduling or postponing or even canceling um, a wedding or wedding coverage, how do you like protect your business and, respect them in terms of like yeah you know they paid for something and maybe it didn't happen that's a whole you know that could be like a whole different podcast episode but like I'm definitely in the mindset of like yeah what what is fair like contracts are there to protect you and you definitely like run into that a lot of like yeah there's things technically I in the contract I could do this but how can I go above and beyond and unexpectedly delight someone in different ways um so it's super interesting like running a business that's like a huge huge topic oh yeah whole separate episode but yeah thanks for sharing yeah so kind of talking about communication and working with other vendors I would love to kind of transition to talk about the topic of this episode, which is how to best work with other vendor teams, specifically other people who are documenting the day. So whether you are a photographer working with a videographer or a videographer working with a photographer, like how to best work with them. And so I would love to hear a little bit about your experience as a wedding videographer, did you have any like unique challenges that came up when you were collaborating with any other wedding photographers and not even just your own experiences, but I think even other things like, I think we just see it happen. Like we're all in these Facebook groups. Like we see people kind of like the photographer versus versus the videographer. And Mm -hmm. it seems like kind of a lot of butting heads. Have you run into that? And what are you seeing in the industry? I guess is my question. Yeah. Um, lately I have been so sad because I've seen a lot of people, a lot of comments lately about, about that exact same thing. And people are saying, you know, normally I have a good experience, but 
I'm just so upset because this happened or this happened and they did this and they did that. And I think the main thing is just the miscommunication on the day. People don't know each other. People have different personalities and different styles, different priorities, and we just all work differently. And so the biggest thing is the communication, the beginning of the day. It makes me really sad because my heart on this situation is that I just want everybody to be in unity on this and have understanding of the other side and at least the knowledge of what the other side is trying to do or needs to do and has different needs throughout the day to make it successful. And the basis of it is that this couple paid for you both to be there and they love what each of you does. Each person is valuable and it's not about like, this is about the photographer. This is about the videographer and what each needs. And it's definitely not about even portfolio building when you're there. Cause it's like, we're there for the couple. At least that's how we view it. Like we value this relationship and we just want them to have a really good experience and build a friendship with them. Basically, like we wanted to feel like we're hanging out on the day. You know, you know us, we know who you are. We know what you like. We know what your relationship is like. So we don't want this to feel forced and we don't want this to feel like a business deal or, or anything like that. So it's super important for that relationship on the day because the couple is going to know if you guys aren't aren't vibing well like if there's an issue if there's a problem the couple will likely see that if someone's annoyed or someone is feels like they have been disrespected then it changes how you go throughout the day so it's just made me a little sad but i do think with like the proper knowledge and understanding that there can be a change in this and people can just get encouragement on and just learn basically what to do I think. And it's for us, we have the perspective of both. So I think it can be very helpful to have the perspective from both sides and maybe just provide education, I think. And I think that's been probably the the biggest strength I've said to Luke and, and even to couples of just being a husband and wife team that offers both. You guys have a unique experience in that you guys started with, with video. Yes. <laughs> we started with photo and then added video. You guys started with video and then added photo. So total, two totally different perspectives in that you kind of see the challenges when you start offering the other. So like, for example, when we started doing photography and we worked with other videographers, that perspective was so different Mm -hmm. after we started adding video. And I will say as a photographer, and so I actually, (laughs) I actually stopped doing videography. So Luke now is the videographer. I'm the photographer. We each kind of like stay in those areas just Mm -hmm. because we find that it's really hard to be really good at both. So if I can be the best at photography and he can be the best at videography, we're getting the best results. Um, and that's been working really well with it for us. Not to say I can't do video or he can't do photo, but we just kind of stick to our strengths. But I will say after trying to do video, that is a whole different game. I used to always think the videographer would just be there and they'll just shoot over my shoulder. I just kind of do my thing. And, you know, you kind of get the shots and, you know, I would obviously, I always have always asked videographers like, okay, what else do you need? Like, that's just like a big question. Like before you move locations, before you change things up, like, Hey, what do you need? Cause you want to make sure they do that. I thought that was normal. I thought that was normal until we started doing video and working with photographers where that I realized that that's actually not that normal. Um, they don't always ask you what you need. They don't always ask you, how do you feel about this? So that's been a really interesting thing. Um, what has your experience been with that though? Like how has your mindset shifted from adding yeah. on photo and, and doing both? 
Yeah. So I taught myself photo as we were already at weddings doing video. Um, I would kind of just watch the photographer, everything they did. I asked a lot of questions, not in an overwhelming way, but over the time of many weddings, I would ask little questions here and there. And it just kind of furthered my knowledge of how to do it. And so I, I love doing both. I mainly do photography when we were doing a package deal and Kelamon's the one doing all of our videography and then we'll have some second shooters come with us. So we'll each get our second shooters depending on the wedding. But yes, starting off in video, the main thing I, I would say about this is videographers, when you start off that way, you learn how to do everything prompt based. You don't do any still posing because you need the movement. You need it to be organic and, and candid and fun and all the buzzwords these days, right? Authentic, timeless, genuine, romantic, all of those things. So that's kind of how we, we started. And so it was natural kind of for us to add photo in when we were already doing those things. And a lot of photographers, from my understanding, start off the other way. And then with experience, learn how to add that movement in. So it was interesting once we started to have that knowledge and know how and get really good at it and finding out what the couple's pers personalities are like, because that, that changes what you tell people to do completely. We just, we found out that a lot of photographers, when we would have a couple do these prompts after they had already gone through everything they need, you know, we were respectful and said at the end, we'll just grab a few more movement shots or prompts or we'll throw in the photographer would always come back and say, wait, do that again. Do that again. I, I want that. That was good. Let me, let me do that. Let me get some, let me get some photos of that. So we found that what we were doing was actually very valuable to the photographer. And if that's how we had started, maybe they could have had all of that. And, you know, it would have been maybe just a little more of a better experience for the couple to not have to redo things. So it can be very valuable. I think from a video perspective in terms of getting couple portraits that, you can start it's it's valuable for both parties and then, and then the couple's happy cuz they're 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 enjoying it you know it's natural to who they are as a couple and i think their personality can show so that's that's kind of the main thing i would i would say i love that what are some of your just kind of piggybacking off that cuz i think there are like a lot of those like very posed editorial like kind of curated photos and yeah. i think there's a place for those but i love I love the movement and stuff. What are some of your favorite prompts that you feel like get that genuine, authentic, like emotion? We love just letting them kind of be in their own space and then prompting them based off of how they're already acting. So if they're walking next to each other, okay, now hold hands, give each other a hip bump, look back at me while you do this, but then look back at each other and, and embrace again. And one of our favorites is I want, I want, let's say I want the groom to grab a hold of the bride's hand. And then go, just go run and frolic in the field. Once you get to the middle, give her a turn and then give her it up and then come run back to us. Like, and then they're in their own space. You know, we're not all up in like, put your hand here, stay there, put your hand here, stay there, <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. Less pose, but then it's like, they're enjoying their wedding day, hopefully. And yeah. And it sounds like your approach is kind of a good balance between, you know, getting like, it's kind of like almost posing, but like po posing with the movement, it seems like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then also like letting them kind of connect in the midst of that. One of my favorite things to do yeah. after the first look is just have them go for like a quick, like couple minute walk. Like, Hey, why don't you yeah. guys just go walk that way? Take it yeah. in. And when you're ready, come back. And then we can kind of start the, the rest of the day. And then I'm getting some photos of them, you know, walking off in the distance. Luke's getting some, you know, video of that. And then they're, they're also yeah. mic'd too. So if they have a moment yeah. and 
they want that included in the video, we can do that too. But it's kind of nice because they just had their first look. They can now take it in. And then when they're ready, they can just kind of come back. And it kind of sets this reset where it's not like, oh, we just had our first look. Okay, now let's, you know, jump into photos. And just that can be so overwhelming. Just like the power of what like one to two minutes can do for a couple and their mindset too. And their experience is so good. I loved what you were saying before about having having them just like not have to repeat poses and when I think photographers and videographers can direct with that in mind too how can we make sure that we're also optimizing this for the couple how can photographers lead with videographers in mind and how can videographers help um, communicate some of the things that they need in terms of movement with the photographer so I I think it can get overwhelming when there are multiple voices directing uh, a couple so if the photographer, which we could talk through with this, I guess, mm-hmm. sometimes the photographer is usually the one who will be like, okay, I'm in charge, I'm directing, and then anything you want should go through me. I don't necessarily agree with that, but there are people who have that personality. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say is a great way to approach someone like that? Have you run into that? Because yeah. I know I have. <laughs> I guess it would it would just paint that it, it really is collaborative. It's not the photographer versus the videographer. It's both of you working together this is for both of us. It's not like you getting what you need and then me getting what you need after what we need after it's Mm -hmm. both of us are getting it at the same time. And when the photographer runs the entire day, I think it it generally is the industry standard to do that because that's just what people have their lived experience so far. That's just all they know. And that's how it is, right? It's the cultural norm in the wedding industry right now. And I would say it's, it's not best for the couple for it to be that way. I think it would be cool if it could start to be the norm. Like, Hey, okay. We're doing couple portraits. Let's let the videographer try first, do some movement. You might hit everything the photographer needs. And then if you need your, you know, you do as a photographer need your smiling at the camera ones for mom and dad, for the couple, for grandma and grandpa to hang up on their wall. We know that we'll get those. Absolutely. There's time. But yeah, I think it would reduce maybe some stress in in the relationship if it was a little more collaborative instead of just like having everything go through the photographer for approval. Yeah. And it is interesting because like I said, I know that's kind of like a theme we're seeing and I'm not even, I don't even think it's most or every, but it is enough of a culture where I think it's really cool that we're talking about this because I know when I've like had those weddings where you're working with someone and you're just not aligned and it's not a bad thing. I mean, I'm always just like, yeah, like we'll work around you. I don't want to be in your way. If we could get these things like trying to advocate, like these are just a couple of things we'd really like to see a little bit more of, including movement when doing video. You know, those are things that I think are good to communicate ahead of time. But I just think it's so interesting that, yeah, we aren't shooting with video in mind or like we aren't, it isn't the industry standard to, oh, let's have the videographer lead. Because I think what you're saying is it makes total sense to have you know, if, if there's going to be a lot of movement and it's going to have like a lot of genuine emotion and really showcase more of probably their personality than the classic, like, okay, yeah. heads together, dip kiss this. Okay. Now hand <laughs> here and on the floral yeah. florals here, you know, like yeah. you're, you're kind of doing all these things and they're, they're just saying they're thinking so hard about what, where their hands are and if they're smiling and it, and it can feel mm-hmm. so static. Yeah. But I think we are moving in a direction of like people just love to to be able to interact with the person they love most and, and to do that. And they want to forget that the cameras are there. And I think video creates a space for that. And I think photo can too. In fact, 
I think mm-hmm. sometimes when we shoot, it's almost like you would think there's, even if it's just photo, you would think that there's a videographer there because of just like how yeah. we try to navigate yeah. it. Like what you're saying, you obviously need to get the ones for mom, pa and the fridge photos of smiling at the camera. Really? But you know, the fun yeah. ones is like, you want to have fun on their wedding day. You want them to look back and think, man, it wasn't just a photo shoot. We actually got to go and hang out. We got to go for a walk. We got to tell each other some fun jokes. We got to like actually have a moment to take it all in. And Mm -hmm. and those moments are going to be meaningful for the couple, but they're also going to make for not only great video, but also photo. And so when we, when we shoot with that in mind of the experience, it actually is better for the couple. And it actually, in my opinion, and I'd say yours too, has a better outcome. And the, the culture yeah. that we're seeing here where it's kind of the photographer vis- versus videographer, I think that comes from a mindset. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, but I think it comes from a mindset of like thinking only small picture of like, what do I need? And it's not thinking big picture of like, mm-hmm. what's best for everyone else? Or it's not even coming from a mindset of how am I, how am I serving the people yes. around me the best that I can? And, mm-hmm. and I think when you flip that around and instead of thinking, what do I need to walk away from this to get the photo album I need to have mm-hmm. the photos for Instagram or for the portfolio or whatever right. it is. Um, right. And instead take a step back and think, how is the couple going to remember this day? Am Completely. I being a good partner to the videographer here? And yeah. how am I making sure that I'm setting aside myself to serve them? And I actually yeah. think you're going to have a better portfolio. You're going to actually walk away with better photos with that. That was my little soapbox. So I'd love to hear, Caroline, like, what are some of your thoughts on how can people better approach the day, maybe on the front end, whether that's through communication or just advocating for what you need? How can you do that in a way that's respectful and honors the people that you're working with, um, but also gets what you need from the day? So what are some piece of advice you would give to someone who might run into this if they haven't already? So the first thing I would say is when you get there, establish a human connection first, like find out who these people are, why they like what they do, just get to know them as people, because I think it brings a lot of value to them as a human being first, and then the business second and the job at hand per se. And then you can have a good working relationship going forward. And then it makes communication easier throughout the day. Cause you know that I feel respected already because I'm not just here to complete a job. And it's developed really good friendships in the industry for us. And it feels like you're doing weddings later on, like with a group of friends, because you already know each other and you've established that you value each other and you trust each other and it's a good working relationship. But one thing I would, yeah, one thing I would say is just good communication is the biggest thing throughout, like throughout the day, before you start your couple portraits, before you start speeches, before you start the ceremony, what are you doing? And it's really important, I think, for the main, because the main thing I've seen is photographers having complaints about videographers getting in shots and how they handle the ceremony, most mostly. And I would say that from a photographer standpoint, it, it is our responsibility to educate ourselves and get knowledge on what videographers do and why they need the things that they do and why they need the shots that they're getting and Videography is completely different in terms of all the gear that you need, all the time that you need, all the movement that you need is completely different. So if photographers just have no understanding of that, of course, you're going to get frustrated because you have a different workflow. So I think it's very, very important for photographers to learn about the, the editing process of video in general and why you need multiple camera angles in a ceremony and where. But for video also, I would say just during the ceremony, Communicate with the photographer where you need to be, where they're going to be. I will say, 
shoulder to shoulder is the best option for both of you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Completely doable. And just find out what length, what focal length they're shooting on. If it's a 35, you might need to be a little closer. Photographers, you can probably have a zoom lens and that's okay. I do want to make sure that it's mentioned that videographers cannot edit out something. If it is the video of the first kiss, that's it. That's done. We're not going to redo it, right? We've established that. Like, please, as videographers, don't go back. Don't make your couple redo a first kiss. Don't make them redo a first look. I've heard of that. Don't make them do it. And But just photographers, be aware. You have infinitely more capability to Photoshop something like that out and change things in post than videographers do. So that's why it's important for both of you to have a really good shot because you're both important. But videographers has a little more challenge, I would say, in post-editing for that. A hundred percent because especially like if someone like walks through the shot or something breaks the moment of whether it's a prompt or the kiss or something. Yeah. It just is awkward. And then you can't use that clip Uh, versus photos. You can either just, I'm just not going to use that photo. I've got a great next one, but like for video, you're trying to gather as much as you can from the day to like tell the story. And it's so hard when like, that's just not understood. And I don't think, I mean, I've never really had to run into this a ton, but like, you know, if the photographer misses a shot, they can ask the videographer for a screenshot. And there you go. You've got a photo out of the deal. <laughs> I don't know that if you've ever true. run into that, but like I've heard of that happening and it's like, wait, that makes total sense. The videographer got the whole thing uninterrupted on like one of their tripods or something. Photographer asked for a screenshot. There you go. You can have a photo of it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that shouldn't sure. be the standard, but like, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. There are yeah. benefits to making sure that the shots are clean and What you said at the beginning too, just asking the question throughout the day, this is photographer specific, but if you have a video videographer working next to you, just say, Hey, do you need anything else here before you, before we move on? Is there anything else you want to add? Are you getting what you need? One time I, the first time I was asked that as a videographer, I was like, wow, this is amazing. They actually know that I'm here (laughs) and it, it just communicates such respect and such value and and teamwork and camaraderie, I think, in that point. So we talked through a little bit of the the communication piece, which I think was super helpful. And I think transitioning to like a little bit of the logistic piece. So do you have any thoughts on timelines and shot lists or even just like when and where to be shooting the couple and, and, and thoughts on that? Yeah. So there is a lot more for videography in terms of what you need for time, just because for photographers, just to have this knowledge, videographers need time to mic people up. And that could be the officiant, the groom, the bride, and then hooking up the output source at the ceremony and making sure you're getting that recording. And then you need to stabilize your, you know, your stabilizer. You have to get that all set up too. And then you have to have multiple camera angles. So you have multiple tripods you have to set up before the ceremony. Whereas a photographer can come in and be like, all right, I've got my, maybe my main camera and my backup camera. I got my lenses on, let's go. So there's a lot more maybe time needed in a timeline for a videographer. Potentially, we've gotten to a point where, you know, you have your workflow so you can kind of do things very efficiently, but photographers are the ones that are mainly creating the timelines. So if they're like, you know, I can do a couple portraits in 15, 20 minutes. Not necessarily true for videographers who who might be behind and still have to take the mic off and then, you know, pack up the tripod from the ceremony or wherever you're at. And typically, I think downtime during the day should be for during family photos. Videographers don't necessarily need the still shots of, you know, family smiling at the camera. So you can use that time just as a videographer if you if you 
find yourself needing more time during the day, family photos are a great time, typically to go set up for the ceremony or if you have to throw the drone up in the air to get drone footage. But just for photographers to understand that in general, that videographers typically need just a little more time to transfer gear and all that stuff and have a little more to lug around, I would say. <laughs> totally. And it, it is so hard to do that as like a solo person, as a videographer. I'm really impressed when you got just one one person showing up doing video on their own. I've done one video by myself and I came home and I told Luke, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> so props to any of you out there who do video alone. I see you. I don't envy you, but mad respect for you, especially on a tight timeline where maybe video was not accounted for in it. So we're praying for you, friend. I think that's great. I think that's really, really valuable to think through the logistics side of it. And I think for people who, for us, and we've, we've both done both, I don't know about you, but I would say video is way, way more difficult than photo. I, mm -hmm. I think the reason I now focus on photo is, well, obviously I love it. I actually do love it. It's my favorite part, but also video is intimidating. And I think it's really important for photographers to, to keep that in mind. I'm just knowing that like, there's so much storytelling that goes in the post process. And so making sure there's time to document everything and get all that is so important. I know we touched on that, but it's just like, I would love to leave our listeners with just, if you're a photographer, just like have some empathy for the videographer <laughs> trying to do all this and like try to be a good partner. And for videographers to also understand that like, you know, the photographers feel like there's a lot of pressure on them. I, I'll say it. There's a lot more pressure I'd say on the photographer because people do look to them to take control, mm -hmm. whether that's something that should be the case or is, is the best thing. Um, we can, we can obviously like debate that. I'll as much as you want debate that in the comments, but I do feel like there's a lot of pressure on the photographer. There's a lot of visibility on the photographer and that in and of itself can create a dynamic that they have to carry. So knowing that and the videographer coming at it with like, how can I have a peaceful um, presence and how can I be a partner and not ever demanding? I don't think either side should ever be come into this being demanding or have a chip on your shoulder and say, don't get in my way. I, nobody's nobody should be trying to get in anyone's way but really coming at it of in a way where you're just trying to serve the couple and I think that's the most important aspect to like keep in mind is like you're there to serve and I know that's kind of how we started this episode and I'd just love to end it with that of just like coming into this with serving the couple knowing that they value both and so we should value the other as well because they're investing in a photographer they're investing in a videographer I would hate to be the one to mess that up. And that's not to say don't get in their way, but like, how can I partner with them so that they're getting exactly what they need in a way that advocates for mine as well. So this yeah. has been a great episode. Is there anything you would like to leave our listeners with Caroline? And also where can people find you? Yeah, I guess my, my parting words would be, it is possible. And we, the majority of what we do and experience is really good, awesome partnerships. Like it's not it's not the majority bad. It, the majority is good, but it's just because we have really good communication on the day of and neither, I think neither side really is, like you said, demanding and it's possible. And we just, I don't know, we meet my husband and I, we just really desire this industry to be united in that and understand just from both perspectives that it is possible. And it's just, full of mutual respect and good communication. Look each other up before you get to the wedding day. Look at their style. Check them out on Instagram. Send them a DM and say, hey, I'm excited to work with you. Start it off well. You know, it, it's possible. And I just, we really desire to see this change. And I think the majority of it is good. So it's just weeding out those bad experiences and saying, what can we change and how can we do better? And just, yeah, 
increasing our knowledge of the other side so we can have that empathy that you're saying. You can find us, I guess, on Instagram and online. <laughs> we have a website. Our name is Hinton Studios, just our last, our last name, H-I-N-T-O-N, then Studios. So all one word, that's our Instagram. It's Hinton Studios. And then our website is Hinton Studios Co. C-O. Hmm, and cool. HintonStudios.co. There's a dot in there. Yeah. Love it. I love yeah. it. I love the dot co. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Caroline, for being here today. We love what you and Kalaman are all about. And I think it's so fun to watch you guys grow your business. So thank you so much for coming on today. And for those of you listening, thank you for listening to this episode of the Take Your Shot podcast. We'll see you next week. 